Hey, podcast listener, are you working so hard you wonder if the money is even worth it? If you're like most CPAs I work with, you have way too much to do, you feel relentless deadline pressure, and worst of all, you feel torn between serving clients and being with family. What if I told you you could work a 40-hour week without losing a dime? I know it sounds impossible, but my Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind is designed for CPAs just like you who want to get their lives back. Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind is launching soon. In it, you'll learn how to start getting your time back week by week, make your workload manageable while still bringing in plenty of revenue, what to put in your packages and how to price them, and so much more. Don't leave your future to chance. CPA Mastermind will get you on the same profitable path you've been searching for. With unlimited coaching, your success is guaranteed. Go to GeraldineCarter.com to learn more. Dates, times, pricing, it's all there. Welcome to the Business Strategy for CPAs podcast, where I help you bring in more revenue without having to work so hard for it. My name is Geraldine Carter. Today, I want to talk with you about advanced decisions. So what do I mean by advanced decisions? I mean decisions that we make in advance, decisions that we make ahead of time. When you make decisions ahead of time, you're the one who benefits, you benefit, your business benefits, and your prospects and your clients all benefit. And the decisions that I'm talking about are decisions that maybe you make once a month or you make them every three months or you make them six or 12 months ahead of time. And you make these decisions ahead of time to give yourself guardrails for your business so that you have some direction, you know where you're going, you know where you're headed, and you have much less width to wander off trail. When you make decisions ahead of time, you become more efficient. You get more out of your time because you've made the decisions ahead of time. You know that you've already thought the decision all the way through, and you've already made it. And when you made the decision, you were confident in it, you liked your reasons for having made it that way, and now you can simply stick to the decision and follow the plan that you've laid for yourself. Advanced decisions are critical for your business because they help you make progress in your business much more quickly. And the reason that I thought about making this episode is because I've been asking myself for a long time, what are the characteristics, what are the common characteristics among my clients who make the most progress toward their own version of success the most quickly? What do I see among them? What are the common traits that they have or what are they doing? And I've been wondering, 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 trying to observe and see, is it pricing? Is it niche? Is it the niche? Is it that they niche the fastest? Is it that they have the highest prices? Is it that they have the best staff or the right staff in the right places? I've looked at all these different possible characteristics of their business to try and see what are the commonalities. But when it comes down to it, the most obvious commonality is that they make decisions and they move. They don't always have all the information that they need when they make the decision but they know that they need to make a decision in order to make progress. So they think about it as much as they need to, but not more. They look at their options. Maybe they talk to another person or two just to expand their perspective or get some different points of view that they might not have considered. And then they decide and they go. What they don't do is hem, they don't haw, they don't wait forever, they don't put it too far on the back burner, they don't wonder, they don't indulge in confusion, they don't spin out and not knowing, and they don't sit on it for weeks on end. They make decisions and then they move. Now, 
at the same time, they're not being reckless, they're not being rushed, they're not making arbitrary decisions just for the sake of making a decision, and they're not being slapdash. They're being thoughtful, they're being intentional, they're being thorough to the point of diminishing returns, they're making a decision and then they take action. And in my observation of watching my clients progress over time, it is the ability to make decisions and learn from the decision that enables those ones to make progress towards their goals the most quickly and the most consistently. So that's why I bring this up. It's because I want you, of course, to make progress towards your goals as quickly and consistently and with the least amount of heartache and pain as possible. And I want to share with you some of the decisions that you can make ahead of time so that you can take advantage of having made advanced decisions in your business so that you then have guardrails for yourself so you spend less time wandering into the forest and getting lost and spun around. The other piece of this is that a lot of the CPAs that I work with have symptoms related to not being the driver of their business bus. It's like their clients board the bus and the client demands of the day jump into the front seat, they take the wheel, and then they drive the bus around to their own destination. And the CPA is often standing in the stairwell going like, ah, I thought I was going to go to this other destination today, but holy cow, my client called with this fire and it derailed my entire day or at least the first four hours of my day. And this happens again and again where client demands drive the business bus. Somehow they've managed to get a hold of the steering wheel and the CPA is being driven around by their business in their life and they can't stand it, but they don't know what to do about it and they don't know how to stop it. That sometimes the CPA can be a bit hesitant to take the wheel because they haven't ever driven their business that way before. So I want to give you three advanced decisions that you can make in your business that you can start implementing right away. Now, when this episode airs, it's March 29th, so it's, you know, the heart of tax season right away might be a bit more figurative right away, might be April 21st. But you can start making these decisions and implementing them anytime you want. And I would argue that the sooner you start making them, the better it is for you and the better it is for your clients. So what are three decisions that you can start making ahead of time so that you start holding onto the steering wheel of your business bus? The three of them are making decisions about your prices, making decisions about your deadlines, and making decisions about your capacity. Now, where most CPAs like to enter this stream is at pricing because it seems readily doable. They can make the changes. They can see how that's going to affect their top line and that pricing changes will have basically an immediate impact. So the tendency is to want to jump right to prices. I'm gonna walk you through it in a different order. And that is to predetermine your capacity, then predetermine your deadlines, and then decide your prices. And here's why. Many CPAs operate well beyond capacity. They're working 60, 70, 50 hours a week when they wanna be working 40, or maybe they're working 40 hours a week when they wanna be working 20, or maybe they're working 30 hours a week when they'd rather be working 15. Many CPAs are operating beyond capacity or operating beyond the number of hours that they want to be working. If we go directly to pricing, you're not gonna fill up your full tank of conviction. You're not going to fill up your full set of, listen, this is how much time I have. This is how much capacity I have. 
here's my offer, take it or leave it. If you don't do this first, you won't fill yourself with knowing how much capacity you have and you will have a weaker grip on that steering wheel. Same with deadlines. Many CPAs don't have very clear deadlines for when their clients need to get them their stuff. Many CPAs operate on a first in, first out basis. Or for CPAs who do have deadlines, they're more like suggested deadlines than actual deadlines. There's no consequence, there's no repercussion for missing the deadline. There's no fee for missing a deadline, for getting stuff in late. There's nothing that's like, hey, if you don't get us our stuff for your monthly accounting by the 10th of the month, then there's no guarantee that we're going to get it to you by the 31st of the month, right? And if you don't get it to us by the 20th of the month, we're not even going to do it and we'll just do two months at once the following month. You can decide your own version of that, but there's oftentimes there are very few consequences for clients who don't follow the guidelines and the boundaries that you set. So we're dealing with potentially two problems in one location. One of them is the existence of the deadline and the other one is the adherence to the deadline. And we similarly want to put this one ahead of pricing because when you strengthen your stance on your deadlines and when you start to see how much more agency or control that you have over these situations, your deadlines plus your capacity, suddenly you take a much stronger stance with your prices. So I know that the tendency is to want to go right to pricing first because that's the shiny candy. But when we do capacity first followed by deadlines, then you will arrive at higher prices. So let's talk about establishing capacity. If you've been to one of my webinars or if you've been a longtime listener, you've probably heard me make the joke that far be it for me to tell CPAs to do the math on their capacity, but do the math on your capacity. When I ask my clients how much capacity they have, so often they throw their hands in the air and they immediately say, oh, I don't know. There's no way that I could figure that out. Every tax return is different. There's no way to predict how long it's going to take. It depends on so many different factors. And they claim that they that's just an unfigureoutable number. Sometimes I'll simply be quiet and let them kind of think about it for a second. And oftentimes they'll come up with their answer. I was having a conversation recently with a client and I did just that. I just kind of stayed quiet for a minute and just allowed them to think about it. And they were like, yep, tax returns take us three hours. This is how many we did last year. This is how many hours we worked. I look at the billings. I can cross-reference. It makes sense. Tax returns take us three hours. If somebody is reluctant to do that, if they can't quite come up with a number so readily, the other way, another way that I can approach it is to state a ridiculous number, right? Like, does it take you 500 hours to do a return? And they're like, no. And I say, does it take you 100 hours to do a return? They're like, no. And I'm like, does it take you 40 hours to do a return? They're like, Geraldine, stop being ridiculous. It takes two hours to do a tax return. I'm like, okay, great. We've got our number. For this exercise, you don't need to be precise. You just need to be close enough. It's the same as the joke that we make in engineering about assuming a spherical cow, like a cow. A cow is nothing like a sphere, but if you need to determine how quickly a cow loses heat through the surface area of their skin so that you can know how much heat you need to pump into a giant barn on a cold upstate New York night to keep all your cows producing milk because the temperature of the barn needs to be above 55 degrees, you've got a lot of calculating to do. And if you decide to determine the volume of a cow by establishing a rectangular solid for the body and four cylinders for the legs and a pyramid for the head and triangular solids for the ear flap, 
flaps and another cylinder for the tail, you're gonna spend a lot of time calculating the volume of a cow. But if you just assume that it's a sphere, then you can do four thirds pi r cubed and you've got the volume, right? Simple, assume a spherical cow. So do the same thing with your tax returns. Keep it simple. We need to know how many hours a week you wanna be working and we need to know how much time your existing workload takes. And we need to decide ahead of time how much capacity you have and how many clients that translates to. So that's the first decision. The second decision is to predetermine your deadlines. So you can do this with your monthly accounting and you can do this with your annual clients. With your monthly accounting, in order for you to be able to turn out a high quality product that your clients will be delighted by, by the day that you say in your agreement that you will get them their financials, when do you need for them to get you their stuff? Decide that in advance and give yourself ample time to turn it around and give yourself margin for the unexpected because the unexpected always comes. If it doesn't, in a certain month, hooray, you can work on some other project. But the unexpected almost always happens. And if we don't allow cushion for it, then we end up on our heels. And that exacerbates the problem. So predetermine the deadline in advance for when your clients need to get you their stuff and predetermine the consequences if they don't, right? So just say these are pretend numbers. For example, if clients need to get you their stuff, let's just say by the 10th, so that you can turn it around to them by the 21st or maybe the 31st. Be clear with them about the deadline and be clear with them about what happens if they miss the deadline. If they miss the deadline, can you still get it to them by the 21st for a $250 rush fee? Or if say they don't get it to you even by the 15th, then forget it. They don't even get that month's financials. You'll just double batch it the following month and they'll get everything the following month, provided that the following month they actually get everything in by the 10th of the month. You get to decide how you want to deliver an excellent product for your clients. You get to decide what those deadlines are and you get to decide what the consequences are for, in air quotes, missed behavior, if you will. And it's similar for your annual clients. You get to decide when they need to get you their stuff by. Is it February 15th? Is it March 1st? Is it March 15th? And you get to decide if say they get you most of their stuff by February 15th, but it has a couple holes in it. How much extra time do they have? Do they have two more weeks to get you the rest of the things that you're missing before they go on extension? or before there's an additional fee, it becomes a rush fee of whatever you decide, $250 in order for you to get it done by the deadline. You get to decide in advance what your deadlines are for your clients so that you can deliver an excellent product. If you don't make these decisions ahead of time, you might experience the symptoms of saying things like, clients haven't gotten me their stuff yet. I'm totally on my heels, I'm waiting. It feels like the calm before the storm because it's really quiet, but I know that two weeks from now, everybody's gonna deliver their stuff in a giant deluge. And then there are gonna be the people who drop things off on April 15th and be like, hey, I heard the deadline was today. Thought you might want this. If you're feeling behind because your clients haven't gotten you their stuff yet, that's a symptom, a sign that either that deadlines have not been set or deadlines have been set but not clearly communicated or deadlines have been set and communicated but not enforced. 
the more you take the steering wheel back on deadlines for your clients in your business, the more you drive the bus in your business and the more relief you will experience. So that's predetermining deadlines and making decisions in advance about your deadlines. And the third one here is predetermining your prices. Pricing is the fun part. It's where the payoff comes. But one of the symptoms of not having predetermined prices is not knowing how much money you're going to make this year. If you don't know how much you're going to make this year because you don't know how many clients you're going to have and you don't know how fast you can get the work done and you don't know how much you're going to be able to bill or charge, that's a sign that you haven't predetermined your prices and that you haven't predetermined your capacity and how many clients you will have. If you haven't made these decisions ahead of time on how many clients you can handle and what you're going to charge them, what your prices are going to be, when you decide ahead of time, how much capacity you have, how many clients you will have, what service lines you will offer at what price, then you know how much money you're going to make this year. Now, you might be saying, but Geraldine, like, I can't know exactly how much money I'm going to make, even if I decide. I might make the decisions of how many clients I can have and how I'm going to price them, but that doesn't mean that I'm necessarily going to land exactly on that number. Maybe, maybe not. This is a next level stage of growth for your business, deciding in advance what your capacity is, how many clients you have room for and what your prices will be for things. And then you can stick with that plan and you can know exactly what your revenue will be for the year. It gets tricky when you start to have more clients who want to give you more money and you know inside that you have a little bit of extra time and the temptation is to take the wiggle room and bring in the revenue because more revenue is better, right? But consider that more revenue may not be better when you've decided in advance how much you want to work and how much you don't and how you're gonna price your clients. And you give that away in the moment. You give away the peace of mind, you give away the predictability, you give away the relief from the stress, you no longer have to chase clients for documents, you're no longer running around putting out client fires, and you give that away for some amount of additional client revenue. The prices that you can decide ahead of time are for your individual tax returns, for most of your business returns. Now, you may have some outliers that you wanna price, individually, those can still be priced ahead of time. So let me give you an example of how this came up recently in a conversation with a client. She has a monthly client and that client had a few years of tax returns that needed doing and she wasn't sure how she was going to price them. So we talked it through and there was some uncertainty about whether or not they had some expat taxes. I don't need to tell you, those are more expensive uh, but she didn't know how many of you, those years there might be and if there were any at all. And she also didn't know how to price an expat tax, and that's something that she outsourced. So anyways, the temptation was to just take it as it comes and bill it hourly. But the more we talked it through, the more we had a sense of the finite number of possibilities that were going to come her way. And we established a price for each of the finite number of possibilities that were going to come her way. So that she knew going into the conversation with this client, what her options were for pricing this set of returns. And that way she knew whether or not, if the client didn't like the price, whether or not it was worth it to her to do the return. And if the client didn't like the price, that was no problem. But she wasn't going to do the return for less than the price that we had established. 
It was already decided ahead of time so that she didn't feel caught off guard or having to walk back anything that she had said. And it also got her out of the much loathed experience of duck and cover invoicing or write downs well after the fact. You can determine your prices for your monthly accounting clients and you can determine your prices for your individual returns and your business returns. And you can establish prices for your outliers in advance. So coming back to the beginning, when you make advanced decisions, decisions ahead of time about your capacity, how much you can handle, how much you can handle, and how much you cannot handle, when you make decisions ahead of time about deadlines for clients and what the consequences are for missing deadlines, and when you make decisions about prices in advance for your clients, you begin driving your business bus. You start taking back the steering wheel and you come at your business with a greater sense of certainty about here's how this rolls, here's what we're doing, here's how we work. We'd love to have you aboard, get on board if you like, but if what we offer isn't for you, please don't get on board because that's not where we're headed. And you start to feel the relief from having to please everybody all the time. You get relief from the endless demands and you get relief from the constant sense of stress that follows you around wherever you go, including all weekend long, including 10 weeks of the year. You don't have to run your business that way. When you make decisions ahead of time, you benefit and your clients benefit. Making decisions ahead of time is just one piece of the puzzle that helps you work less and make more so that you can get back to actually enjoying the work that you do and the business that you have while it makes the revenue that you need with or within the time frame and the hours a week that you want it to. Have an amazing day. I'll see you next week. Hi again. Would you rather spend your weekends outside playing or at your desk? In Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind, we put an end to overworking while maintaining revenue. Go to GeraldineCarter.com to learn more. Dates, times, pricing, it's all there.